Hey everyone, welcome to the Bully Food Challenge. Today's topic on episode nine is take responsibility, not blame. Welcome to all of you who have been coming out for the podcast and also those of you who are new. I am Kelly Sorg, your host, and I'm also a teacher in Portland, Oregon. I've been working for the last 20 years with middle school kids and I've helped many of them get through their uh, issues with bullying. I also was bullied myself as a kid and a lot of these strategies I figured out then to help myself get out of the pattern and move on. And that's what I want to do with you. I want to give you as many lessons as I can around the topic of bullying and show you how to reframe the situations and reverse the pattern. Um, keep in mind that I'm a teacher, not a therapist, so I can't give you um, personalized emotional guidance or, or uh, treatment, but I can give you plenty of lessons. And as long as you reach out to trusted adults or your parents, when you don't understand things, or you want to get some help to apply the lessons to your own situation, that would be great because I don't know all of you personally, and I can't give you personalized instruction in this case. Um, but I think that a lot of the time you're going to have a pretty easy time figuring out how to apply the lessons to your own situation. All right. So recently we've been talking about principles, overarching approaches to being social and how to, especially in front of a bully, dealing with a bully, how to, um, reverse some of your behaviors so that you are coming out strong. The other things we've been talking about are just different specific strategies for, improving the situation with the bully and interacting with them in a more powerful way. But we haven't really talked about the topic of overall responsibility that you need to take and have in the situation. So we've been going through all these strategies and principles, but none of it's going to matter if you don't take personal responsibility and me asking or anyone asking you to, or expecting you to take responsibility for this problem is not blaming you it's asking you to be part of the solution. So anyone who says someone who expects you to be part of the solution is victim blaming, just let that go because you are a key player in this situation. The bully's behavior is absolutely their fault. And even if they did some of the behaviors because of stuff you did, stuff about you that bothered them, it's still their behavior. And they're the one that chose to be terrible to you and probably to others. But the problem they caused is your responsibility to help solve. Okay. And not only is it your responsibility, but you're a crucial part in the solution. Nobody wants this solved more than you. And you're also one of the key players between you, the bully, or this maybe a few bullies. Um, you're one of the main characters in the story. So you have to play your role. Okay. Um, often, sadly, often bullying experts and educators say there's nothing the bullied person can do to fight back. And I think they have this partially right and partially wrong. And I'll explain why they are right that you shouldn't fight back because fighting back is part of the stress response. And it, it just makes you more anxious, which is exactly what the bully wants. So yeah, you shouldn't fight or resist a bully, but the part about there being nothing that you can do, I totally disagree. I think you can and must do something or else it's seen as a forfeit or it's seen as giving in to the bully. And that that is also bully food. It's, it's saying, go ahead, just keep treating me like this. I'm going to do an analogy to kind of parallel, uh, the bullying at school. And my analogy is 
some jerk coming by and trashing your front yard. So let's say they've thrown toilet paper in the bushes, eggs all over the side of the place you live. It's, it's disgusting. It's all soggy and caked on and it's just getting worse and worse. So what do you do? What can you do about this? You could leave it and let it get worse and you'll feel bad every time you look at it, but eventually you're going to have to clean it up. So you, you can decide, am I going to clean it up? And you know, with resentment though, and be saying things like this shouldn't be happening to me. I don't deserve it. The jerk who messed it up should be here to clean it, not me. Or do you clean it up with a sense of personal responsibility and dignity? I want you to be part of clearing up your messes with the bully, the ones that they make, even though they made the mess, you have to clean them up. But I want you to use that time to reflect on solutions that will last and help you going forward. And that's what the today's lesson is about is trying to figure out how can you clean up the initial messes and create long lasting solutions. It is on you to clean up the mess, even though you didn't make it, but I want you to feel good about that. Take the initiative and let yourself laugh at whatever the bully did. I know they did it to you and it's against you, but if you can separate yourself from that and just laugh at the ridiculousness of their behavior and how little respect you have for them, the silly feeling you feel about how ridiculous they are will open you up. This humor can open you up to figure out why they picked on you and how to deal with it. Okay. So I start with that, start with it being just recognize the ridiculousness of it. Or if it is impossible for you to laugh at what the bully's been doing recently and what they're doing is just too despicable or disgusting or cruel, then you can flip that instead of looking at the humor, you can, and the ridiculousness, you can look at the unethical, immoral wrongness of what they're doing and how much you disrespect that. It's easier if you can find the ridiculousness because then you can open your mind up lightheartedly with humor. Anger is also an opening emotion and you can, it's at least more, much more empowering than the feelings you would feel if they were treating you in a, in a disgusting and despicable way. The anger you feel about that will be more opening for you than the, um, the sadness or the fear or the frustration. And then you can decide how you're going to adapt. And you have to remember you can't control anybody's behavior, but your own. So by accepting responsibility and deciding how you're going to act going forward is, is your power. It's everything for you. It's, it's your entire move and it's important. So, okay, back to the analogy. So let's say the person cleaned up the mess and it's all clean. Now, what do they do? So the, the initial mess is cleaned up. That's the, that's the, that is the in the moment problem, but the they need to figure out what they're going to do long-term. Okay. So they have a few options. They could stand around every day and night, keeping a close watch, waiting to see if the bully comes back. Maybe they're running out to tell them to get out of there. I don't know. They're anticipating the bully's next move. We know from other podcasts and, and life in general that sitting there in anticipation and stressed out about the bully and wasting all their time on the bully is bully food. Okay. 
They could also invest in some kind of security system like a camera or whatever, but that would be spending money and time on the bully. And that also is bully food. They could go to the bully's house if they know who did it, and likely they do know who did it, and they could bring their own toilet paper and eggs and retaliate. But that is fighting, right? And what do all the what do all these things have in common? They're all forms of fighting and resisting. They are not accepting the situation and figuring out how to move through it and past it, right? So the only calm option you really have if you got your if your house got TP'd is to sit down, well, clean it up, and then sit down and figure out why did I get TP'd in the first place and what am I gonna do about it? And that's where we come to your situation with the bully. Which brings us to the tough question at hand. And I, I always tell my students, if I'm going to talk about something tough, it's tough for me to, I'm going to do my best and I, I'm doing it for the greater good. I want you to grow and be stronger, but sometimes it is tough to face, uh, the delicate things. So, but here goes, here's my question. What made the bully pick on you in the first place? So far, we've talked about bully food as behaviors you do that feed into the cycle. But this time I'm asking you, what was the first bite? And it could even be a bite you took from the bully. Maybe you did something that really bothered them, right? And it hurt their feelings or it embarrassed them or it, they were jealous of you or they feel insecure in class and you raise your hand with the right answers all the time. I don't know what it was, but it's likely that there was something you did or something about you that got under their skin, okay? And this is where people start to feel uh, frustrated, okay? Because if I'm asking you to figure out what you did that caused the, that got the bully's attention and, and then they started bullying you over it, it could seem like I'm saying that the bullying is your fault because you did the initial thing that got their attention and then they started bugging you about it. All of that is false and you just have to let it go. And I'm going to explain why. It's likely you did do something that bothered or annoyed the bully or that something about you got under their skin, but so what? You're allowed to be annoying. Everyone is annoying at some time. And most people don't go on some big, long campaign of bullying against everyone who annoyed them. And most annoying behavior in this world goes unpunished. The reason is because people expect and accept that they will be irritated from time to time. And they know that doesn't give them the right to go around being a jerk to anybody who bothered them. But the bullies sees it differently. And that and their bullying behavior is their fault, even if some it started because of someone else, right? If it started because they were annoyed by something you did or something about you, it's still their fault that they're acting that way because let's face it, you probably have annoyed other kids at school and they didn't start bullying you. And I'm sure that, that you've been annoyed by certain things kids have done and you weren't mean to them about it. You just kind of had to move on, right? The bully made a different move and that's their fault. They started being they started the negative behaviors. They started being cruel. Your quote unquote annoying behaviors and qualities are your responsibility and you get to decide what to do about them. That is the only thing that is your move that deciding what you're going to do about why the bully bothered you in the first place. That's your move. That's, and that it's huge. And you have so much power there. And 
when you figure out what it was that got under the bully's skin, you really only have two choices. You can either change that thing about yourself quietly so the bully doesn't notice that you've changed because of them, or you can embrace it wholeheartedly. And I'm going to talk about both. That's, this is the lesson here. This is the key lesson. If you decide to change, it has to be on your terms. And the way you figure that out is by asking yourself, is this thing that I'm considering changing something that I did that got to the bully or is it something about me or part of my identity that got to the bully? If it's only something you did or something you do and you now recognize, yeah, this thing I do is kind of annoying and it isn't bringing me any success, then you can go ahead and decide to gradually change that just as long as you do it subtly so the bully doesn't think they had anything to do with it. You don't want the bully thinking that they can call the shots in your life, right? But if the thing that annoyed the bully uh, is a part of who you are or it's your identity or it's something about you that's immutable or unchangeable, something, something that, you know, something about your physical appearance or something about your, um, your personal life, whatever it is, it's, if it's something that you have to hold on to cause it can't change or something you want to hold on to cause you love that part of yourself, then you must embrace it wholeheartedly. You have to own it. But the degree to which, how much you're going to put it in the bully's face, that's got to be based on much of a threat level you think they are. So go back and listen to episode four when we talked about stopping anticipating the worst by assessing the, the true threat level of the bully. If the bully is an actual possible danger or potential danger, then you don't want to rub that annoying thing in their face, that thing that bothered them in the first place. You don't want to ham it up on that level with them. But most bullies, as we, we talked about then, are not a likely to be a large threat to you, at least on a danger level. So in that case, if the bully is not so much of a danger, then you can go ahead and double down as much as you please. You can ramp up that part of yourself and the, the more you do, the more annoyed the bully will be. And this time they'll know their annoyance means nothing to you and you're not changing because of them. If they are a threat, like a dangerous threat, or you're just not interested in being very public about this part of your self-acceptance, maybe it's something you don't want to share with others, or it's just, you don't really need to bring it out in the open. You just, it's something about you personal. Um, that's fine too. Owning who you are on the inside is just as effective and it's crucial that you own it and you wholeheartedly embrace this part of yourself that you've decided you're going to keep or that you recognize is a permanent part of you. You have to embrace it on the inside at the very least. And that will be very effective as long as you continue embracing yourself, no matter what, like you don't, you don't give in to the bully. If they make fun of you enough, you, you always continue embracing yourself. It will show them and everyone else that you stand your ground. You might decide to be really indirect about it, or you might be more direct with the bully about how you show them that you're not changing, but never give up on yourself. Disappointing others is one thing, but disappointing yourself is personal betrayal. You can't do that. When you decide to change because of the bully, because of their annoyance about you, you have to see it as them doing you a favor. You got some feedback from them that no friend could ever give because friends are too kind. 
and bullies don't care about being kind. So they sometimes are brutally honest and they give you some feedback that helps you be more successful because of it. And you can be glad about that because you annoyed the bully and which is pretty funny. You annoyed the bully and you got, you got some advice from them in a sense, which means double points for you. Okay. To review all this really quickly, I just want to make sure you understand. First of all, when the bully's a jerk, you have to clean up the initial mess and you can use that as a time to reflect and make a greater plan. The first step is to see the humor in it, see the ridiculous in it, it. see how you have lost even more respect. You didn't think you could possibly lose respect more. And here you go. That bully is just so ridiculous. That will open your mind up to look at what was it about you that annoyed the bully in the first place. And then you get to decide you're either going to change those things or you're going to hold on to them. If you decide to change them, do it subtly and gradually over time so that you learn the lessons and you get the success out of it and that the, and you use the bully's feedback as a gift and you don't let them in, in on it. They don't know that you're changing because of their feedback. And then if you decide you're going to hold on to those aspects, either you can't change it or you won't change it. You have to embrace it wholeheartedly inside your mind. At the very least, you can decide to emphasize those things to the bully, either directly or indirectly, and it'll just annoy them even more, which is pretty funny. And you ultimately want to show them that you, that they can't make you change by if they, if they double down, when you start embracing that aspect of your personality or that behavior you do in class or that, that part of your, maybe it's a part of your identity or something that you, it's just maybe your values or something you believe. If you won't move on that thing, no matter what they do, they might try, they might try to bother you enough to get you to shift. Maybe you stop trying, you know, wearing that thing that they say is ugly, whatever it is. If you just you want to wear it more. If they say some t-shirts ugly and you love it, wear it more often, wear it twice a week and make sure you walk past them when you're wearing it. You know, that's what I'm saying. So think about these things. Think about what it is that you've been doing that could have gotten under their skin. You can write in your journal about it. You can imagine it. You can kind of go back through your mind. And once you figure out some of the things that the bully's been bothered by, Face the truth about yourself and decide what you're going to do, whether you're going to embrace wholeheartedly and, you know, maybe even rub it in a little bit or whether you're going to decide to change because the bully, you know, they were useful in this case and they gave you some good feedback. All right. And then other ways, just have a good week and we will talk next time.